Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Hello, and welcome back to the next episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Today's guest is very close to home, quite literally. Allison Duty, before graduating high school and moving on to other endeavors, was our neighbor for years. Allison is a fourth-year Mount Allison student studying psychology, and in her spare time, she likes to play bluegrass music, in which her instrument is the mandolin. She also remains active in the community. And what caught our eye with Allison is that she's recently become a volunteer radio host on her very own radio show on CHMA, where she is also a student board member. It has been several years since either of us have spoken to Allison, but we are very excited to catch up with her and hear about all of the latest developments in her life. So let's get into the meeting. Hi, Allison. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Super funny. Right before we started recording, we realized that you're just across the street from us right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're in school right now, right? Um, You're studying at Mount Allison. Yeah, I'm I'm in Sackville most of the time, but came home for my reading week right now. So need some extra rest. (laughs) Yeah, that's I guess what it's for, huh? Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't you tell us a bit about who Allison is, what your story is, what are some of your interests, some cool things you're doing, just a little bit on you. Yeah, so I grew up right here in Salisbury, (laughs) but I traveled a lot when I was a kid around to lots of bluegrass festivals and so I, I kind of grew my community that way. It's, it feels like definitely a big family. And um, so I, I always like to say that I have more than one home when it comes to mm-hmm. when, I, when I go into bluegrass. But um, I grew up with my dad who played music. So we traveled a lot around when I was a kid. And then I kind of just dropped off of bluegrass for quite a long time um some personal stuff and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but um this year I decided that I would go in to CHMA which is our uh, volunteer led and student run uh, radio and news campus station and I was like what if I made a bluegrass show fun so I'm the second ever student to host a bluegrass show um so I, I do that alongside with um Wilson Moore, who is uh, not a, uh, he's been doing a radio for 40 years. So <laughs> following in his footsteps and some, wow. but um, it's really fun to, to uh, talk with him and, and learn all about how, uh, how radio helps uh, our bluegrass, bluegrass community and uh, to be a part of it is, is really fun. So Really yeah. cool. I don't uh, mean any insult by this, but what do you talk about on the radio show? Because in my brain, because it's very superficial of, okay, bluegrass music, how far can you go into bluegrass music on a radio show? Yeah, so I play a lot of the music. And um, for example, like all of October, I did like spooky stories of like up in um 
the Appalachian Mountains or even like cool. the last show that I did was ghost stories around New Brunswick. Okay. So I, I did some of those. But I'm hoping to get more into there's a lot of literature that's around bluegrass music, especially mm-hmm. in like universities. And so with my university access, I get access to those documents. So I'm looking through those and seeing how much of um, bluegrass is a community effort and how much of it is a music from a musicology standpoint. Um, there's like ethnomusicology, there's all kinds of literature on it. So as I continue on, I'm hoping to to bring some of that aspects into the radio show. But for now, I just try to find um, new bluegrass music that people don't usually hear about or mm-hmm. or see. Um, I try to bring in like the old stuff that everybody's familiar with. So you get like a balance of it. And then I have a rule where I like to bring in at least one Canadian artist into my show. Really so, so we'll have one Canadian artist uh, song be played on that station. And yeah, so. Yeah, so you're kind of bringing awareness to uh, local artists as well, which is really cool. Yeah, it's it's always fun to, to bring um, new music from people who are around the area that might not get to hear their stuff on and I mean we are a very small radio station but it's still it still hopefully brings it to more people who who are unaware of that stuff and and I definitely talked with a lot of people who work alongside me at the station and they're like I would have never thought about (laughs) this type of music before so it was really fun to introduce people and then they introduced me to their music as well which is always always a fun thing to do that's for sure I'm having that moment myself thinking like bluegrass it's a whole like pocket that I mean (laughs) I I know the name I vaguely know what it sounds like but I didn't know a mandolin was part of it all and yeah yeah, all the others that go with it so that's really interesting is it bluegrass music I have a question here to ask you about what makes you feel most inspired or like your best self would it be bluegrass music would it be doing the radio show would it be just being a university student or something about psychology that you're studying that that really is like the top of your list right now yeah so I guess the top of my list right now when it comes to like what inspires me I mean my studies inspire me as well but um I've been doing a lot of research into the bluegrass music for my show and just finding that community that people talk about like I I always I always used to talk with dad about like he always talked about like the seven degrees of separation and I really do believe that it's grown smaller the six degrees of separation Mm -hmm. now and to see how much people are connected to and how much people make a community out of it I mean I growing up I really do feel like these people are my family and um I mean, for me, the radio show is more of a reconnection. Yeah. So I had a lot of um, mental problems growing up. I had a lot of anxiety and I went into a lot of depression after my grandparents passed away. Mm-hmm. And for the three years after my grandparents passed away, I didn't touch any music. I would not listen to it outside of going to festivals. I would not pick up my instrument. I would not play. Um, My parents used to talk about how 
the house became quiet. I wouldn't mm -hmm. even sing. I used to sing all the time. I would sing when I was in the kitchen. I would sing anywhere I could. I became quiet. I was just, it was nothing. Mm. And so through lots of like, um, like mental health work, I've definitely come back up to that level. So in some ways, this radio show is more for me than it is for anybody else, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm reconnecting with that part of myself that I lost many years ago. So it's it's definitely that inspires me where it's like I'm finding I'm finding my way back into the community that I thought I lost. Because mm. I thought, I like especially when like I was just coming out of therapy, I was thinking, I'm never going to get it back. It's all gone. I'm never like, I'm never going to find my way back into what I used to love about the music and my community. But through this radio show, I feel like I can find my connection back into it. And so that's, that's what's really inspiring me right now, where it's like, no matter what dark hole or no matter where you feel you are in, in like, or no matter how much despair you feel, it's always there inside of you and you can find your way back to it. So I it takes, it takes time, but it, it definitely, you can definitely find your way back to it. And that's my experience. That's a really, <laughs> yeah, it's a really good outlook too. Yeah. And I'm just even sitting here thinking and reflecting on our podcast. There's so many things like with hobbies, it doesn't have to be, you know, in radio show or podcast mm. form, but hobbies and outlets like that do us so well with our mental health and quite literally like you said it kind of rekindled your your love and joy in bluegrass music again so it kind of brought you back in it also creates like a, a motivator of something to work towards and like you said it's um it's more for you than it is for anybody else but there's almost this sense of accountability that you have to like put out these shows and that's what it is for mom and I too it's it's hard to stay consistent and do it on a consistent manner and um but you feel like you have somebody else listening on the other end so it's something you have to do but in the mix it's also providing a lot of joy for yourself so yeah that was a lot like it was really good yeah. <laughs> well worded yeah, yeah. so uh, I mean yeah, like because like hobbies can be anything, but especially when it has if you have that other person, and I mean it doesn't have to be a big person, but like um, accountability with keeping yourself just moving forward is is always yeah. nice too. Yeah. yeah. Um, what keeps you going though? <laughs> I was reading the uh, the four years in psychology, and I was like, well, first of all, it's weird because I remember us being younger, and it doesn't. <laughs> compute in my brain that you should be in your fourth year but anyways that's another story but um what keeps you going with everything in your life and what you're doing with school and everything psychology is no yeah. easy feat but good for you yeah no it's definitely like finding the joy in it is always my outlook on it because like there are times when I get to a class and I think, oh God, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I don't like this. I don't want to learn about this. I don't want to be tested on it, especially for like schooling. Like it can get really tough. Like yeah. I remember my second year, I was, I was really feeling it because second year was like the height of everything. My mental health was at its lowest and I was just really, I was ready to give up. I mm -hmm. really was. And I almost dropped out and my mother was like, 
don't do that Allison like just hold on a little bit longer because like when I would talk to her about my psychology she could see the spark in my eye that it gave me and the joy it gave me so it's always I guess remembering like when those times when you're doing the things that you really don't want to do like you're reading through the paper or you're reading through your textbook or you're studying for the midterm and you're thinking like I can't do this anymore I don't want to do it you just kind of kind of reel it back and go like oh well this gives me so much joy like learning about these things really does give me joy and so you kind of have to remember that because it's so easy to forget about what brings you happiness and sometimes it's always nice to just like take a break and then go into those things that you really like so like I know that in some of my cognitive cognitive psychology courses we'll be learning about stuff that I don't really want to learn right (laughs) but like if I take that avenue of cognitive psychology and I apply it to something that I actually really do enjoy like I take it into like I really like and when I was in second year, I was learning about cognitive psychology and I was applying it to music and dementia. So mm-hmm. like those, like taking the stuff that you're learning and applying it to something you really do enjoy, which was music and how it affects the brain. I was able to kind of keep that momentum when you come back into it, mm-hmm. right? So you won't have the energy for everything all the time. And those downtimes are great to relax and to just mentally unload um but I guess it's always to keep it in your back of your head that like I really do enjoy these things even though I feel like I don't like enjoy them right now it's just a hurdle you're so wise what the heck (laughs) when did you grow up what the heck is going on that's weird so let's let's lead into the next question which is what do you want to be when you grow up like oh yeah psychologists <laughs> bluegrass players yeah, maybe <laughs> so um seeing as my this is my last year I've been thinking about this a lot lately yeah uh, so I decided to go into counseling mm-hmm. with uh, like mental health I'm not sure what avenue like there's always so many avenues of like there's like child geared counseling there's all like different yeah levels. Yeah. But I feel like the mental health aspect might be where I'm going to go forward. Interesting. Um, I was always, I was thinking about, and I'm not sure yet. I mean, I'll, I'll see when I get there, but I've looked into a lot of like music therapy and that kind of yeah. stuff. And I feel like that would, would really t- take two aspects of my life that are, bring me a lot of joy and kind of combine them, which is yeah. really People fun. People are looking for other options too, because yeah. traditional methods have not, you know, they're going to the counselor for 15 years now, yeah. you know, like, yeah. are you making any headway or what? So yeah, yeah definitely. I think that's a yeah. great idea. And that's the interesting thing about psychology too, where it's like, it's very subjective. You, you, you go into a certain treatment and it's not always going to work for specific people. So it's always nice to have lots of options. And I mean, music therapy and music counseling, I think would be um, an interesting area for, I mean, I would love to look into it. So I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm just going to let myself figure it out I'm gonna get to like because mm-hmm. I can always get overwhelmed like where am I gonna go right, right. but like I just want to 
take my time into it. If I've learned everything, anything over the four years is I have to really take my time with these things. Mm -hmm. I just realized it's such a different question for you as it is like, you know, middle age or older people that we have on the show. And we still ask them that same question Mm -hmm. a lot of times because, you know, as you grow and things change and it's almost like playing a big game of Tetris, right? These blocks fall down. Now you look at things differently and you want to try that. And so everybody seems to kind of have an answer for that. And I just realized, yeah, like you're coming to the end of your degree and and it would mean something completely different for you. Yeah, yeah different yeah. perspectives and different points of life will give a yeah. completely different answer. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when I first started, I wanted to go and pursue a PhD. Like I was in my head, I was like, I'm going to go through that route. But then I, I got into second year and I found out that I just didn't really like research. Mm. And that's what a lot of PhD work is, is research. Right. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this isn't what I really want. So I find that really like you have so much pressure, especially when you move from like when you're taking a big leap like that to a new domain, there's always these people who I find like really pressure you to figure it all out Yeah, at that point, right? And it's like, if I'm like learning through university, it's like you can take your time, right? Like I only decided to go and do counseling last year. So like, I really can take my, like, you can take your time. You don't have to always figure it all out, especially in our world today, where I feel like everything is getting faster. People yeah, like this. And it's like, that's not how it works. We, we have to, you know, we have to take our time. We're not, we're not, um, we're not fast creatures when it comes to that thing. We, you know, we, we need to take our time and we need to, to, to figure things out as they come, you know, it's not always going to be, this is what I'm going to do, you know? So very true. And we, in, in the society we live, we need to have all the answers right here, right now. And so, like you said, and just our everyday lives to slow down feels almost abnormal because we're so used to go, go, go mentality. And we have hardly any time to sit with ourselves. And that's the thing too. We ask um, people that we have on the show quite a bit, these certain questions, and it really throws people for a loop to answer questions about themselves because a lot of people don't take the time. And I'm just as guilty to sit back and go, what do I even like to do in my spare time? Or what inspires me? I don't know. Or what do I even want to be when I grow up? And the person happens to be middle-aged and they're like, I don't know. I'm just here doing the things. And so it's, yeah, very good points on the fact that you have plenty of time and you're still young and um, it's wise of you to just not pressure yourself to know quite just yet exactly where you're going to end up, but it will make more and more sense each day for sure. Yeah. Yeah. it's always like, um, of course, you know, you're going to have days when you're like thinking like, oh God, I got to really figure this all out. Mm-hmm. But like, I always like to like, give it an hour, you know, let the emotions settle. Cause like we, we, our bodies are made to react quickly to threat to what we think are threats. So you always have to give yourself time to like, let the emotions come out and then make decisions. Right. Cause right. You can, you can think that you're in a situation that is cornering you, but once you take the time to let the emotions come through, let yourself figure it out, 
And then you're like, okay, I can see the avenues now. Mm -hmm. And for me, for a long time, I was in that state of, oh God, I got to figure it all out right now. And I mean, I really, it takes a while to learn to be like, I have to sit back and just calm myself and let the emotions out before I can make a rational decision. And of Mm -hmm. course it takes practice. I don't think I'm the best at it. I don't think anybody can be the best (laughs) at, because we're emotional creatures. So like, you're never going to be like a hundred percent. Yes. I'm the most rational person. Don't, I don't freak out at anything. We're going to have those days. Right. So, but like knowing in your head where like, I can always try to build on, on this foundation of these mindful techniques and yep. that kind of stuff. It's, it's always, it's always um, a process. It, it, it's never always final. It's always a process. Mm, that's a big line too. <laughs> it's never final. It's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll ask you at this point, we always ask everyone this question, but uh, what makes you imperfect? Oh, what makes me imperfect? Um, what makes me imperfect? I mean, uh, there's so many, like, I think, I think of, like, I think of things all the time. I thought (laughs) for a minute, I thought you were going to say, I don't know. Are there any imperfections? Give me a minute. I, I, I am like, when it comes to how I self-reflect, I see a lot of imperfections in me sometimes, which sometimes it's to my detriment, but like, I just like, I think we're always looking at ourselves in that way too. Like mm-hmm. always see the faults, but I guess what makes me in that common humanity is, um, uh, I guess it's the common humanity, right? Yeah. You think, you think you're, um, you think to yourself like, oh, everybody else has got it better than me. Yeah. You know, like I am, I, I am, I should be working harder. I should be you know, like, why am I not, you know, I need to be studying more and I need to be, I need to be the best version of myself. And it's like, okay, well, everybody has the things that they want to do better, right? Yeah. You have to kind of sit back. But like, I guess right now, especially I'm thinking like school wise, I'm always thinking like, I should be studying more. I'm not effect. I'm not an effective studier what am I doing? I'm not, I'm not working hard enough. And it's like, I always have to take that step back. And it's like, you're just doing the best you can. And that's yeah. what you can do. But I guess it's that, yeah, the common humanity of like, everybody else is doing better than I am. Somebody's always got it better, right? Yeah. Somebody is always doing better than I am. And I need to get to that level. We did, an, we did an episode just, I don't know, last week or the week before called White Couches. Mm. And it was based off a TikTok video. And it's talking about the other girl who always has it better and how we we see her and we think, oh, well, isn't she perfect? And, you know, and we measure ourselves against her. And then there's this kicker line in there that says, does the other girl know that she's the other girl? Mm. Or is she doing the same? Basically, is she doing the same with everyone else looking at them and aspiring to be? Yeah, that was that was a really neat episode. Yeah. yeah and it perfectly what you're saying. It's exactly yeah. that. It's just that there's always somebody that's 
mm-hmm. got it better. But the person that I view as higher up than myself, they always see someone else higher than themselves. So there's yeah. the end game should be just about yourself and improving yourself. But we're always playing this comparing game with other people because yeah. somebody's got it better. But yeah, and it's so sad because we've like throughout history we've created these systems that Mm -hmm. like really like take that mentality and like a hundred percent like it's it 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 just builds upon it right Mm -hmm. you know if you think about like education and like these systems where it's like it's becoming more of a comparison game you know like timmy is 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 the highest grade in the class you know you should be like Timmy and it's like well you know Timmy's doing his best and this other person's doing their best why are we why are we making them you know Mm -hmm. why are we comparing that way like Mm -hmm. I always my therapist used to say like you know it's equality versus equity right like why you know we need to start making systems where it's equity like you know people are going to have more resources so that we can all get to the same level right right it makes it more fair that way because if we're always just saying well equality if it's equal and then sometimes there's other going to be people that are going to need more resources and they're not going to become more equal because we need to deal more resources to them and that kind of stuff so it's always it's always interesting to look at these systems and how like they're so based on comparison and it's it's like you look at it and you're like oh my goodness why but yeah (laughs) you're comparing apple to oranges but at the same time they're going well you're all fruit so figure it out it's it's how they it's how they sell us a lot of stuff too right yeah you know because if you're not without then what do you need to buy so Right. It's a mind game. Psychology. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So uh, what's that? Uh, The psychological mind game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Uh, So Allison, why don't you share uh, where people can find you with your radio show? Um, I don't know if there's Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, If you have little side gigs that you're doing that we don't know about, um, you're free to share those as well at this time, just so people can know where to find you. Yeah, so you can find my radio show at cmafm.com and you can listen in live on at 7 p.m. on Fridays or you can go to the current shows and you can find Appalachian Trail and listen to past shows. And um we're uh, I'm on Instagram at uh Appalachian Trail CHMA. It's all one all one line and okay. um I usually post like if we're having a sometimes I have like a Halloween special that kind mm-hmm. of stuff um so I usually try to post there that we're going on live but um yeah with the with the social media ban right now on on um news it's a little hard but we're we're really trying to um connect with people through social media still as right. much as we can when we can so absolutely yeah. and I'll uh, I'll share that I'll write it out in the show notes so that people can do an easy click to find you as well. But uh, 
Yeah, very cool. I did listen into one of your episodes the other day. I think it's really cool what you're doing. Um, And obviously, um, mom and I were drawn to it just because kind of the same boat, but not the same boat. Um, But it was just kind of cool because there's an extra connection of uh, Mm -hmm. geographical uh, distance, you know? know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) really interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's six degrees of separation. Right. Right. It's getting smaller every year, I swear. I swear. It is. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Allison, thank for you. taking the time, especially during your reading week, uh, to speak with us um, about all things you. We really appreciate it and really excited to see where you end up with things. Thank you so much. It's been so it's been great to reconnect with you guys. It's yeah. Really <laughs> okay. Yeah. I can wave to you right at the window now. <laughs> all right cool well thank you so much allison thank you so much we'll be talking yes okay bye-bye if you or someone you know has a unique story to tell we'd love to hear from you email us at the imperfect podcast at outlook.com for more information and how to connect with us on social media you can visit us at our website theimperfectpodcast.ca And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week.